This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Is the Steelers' 8-0 record just a mirage covering fatal flaws poised to ruin? This special season? Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. The Emperor, Chuck Noll, knew what a championship team looked like. More importantly, he knew what a playoff imposter looked like, too. This insight once prompted the great Noll to say of an overachieving mirage of a team, quote, The Steelers' problems are great, and they are many. Coach Noel was gone now, but his four Lombardi trophies stand as an immortal monument to his coaching genius. And if the 2020 Steelers are to have any hopes of adding a seventh Lombardi to the trophy case in Pittsburgh, they'll have to rise above a growing number of fatal flaws and emerging woes that have them flirting with losses to lesser teams week after week. Yes, I'm talking about the real risk of this supposedly perfect team losing to a better-than-advertised Joe Burrow-led Bengals at Heinz Field this Sunday. Hey, I hope it doesn't happen. After all, yours truly will be there in person among the smattering of some 5,000 Steelers fans. But would I be shocked if it happened? Hell no. In fact, I have all the warning signs that are flashing brightly and loudly in the 412 area code about these far-from-perfect 8-0 Steelers. This team seems to be flirting with their first loss week in and week out. And we're going to explore them all in a Living in Our Fears edition of the Steelers Update Podcast. So, pop a Prozac, Pittsburgh, and let's get right to it! Fright number one. Big Ben is in COVID quarantine after his locker room neighbor, tight end Vance McDonald, tested positive for the coronavirus this week. Ben hasn't tested positive yet, and let's do hope it stays that way. In fact, there's a chance he could be cleared to play in the Bengals game, but he would be entering the game with no live practice, two injured knees, in a current troubling trend of sleepwalking along with the rest of the Steelers' offense for the entire first half of games. So what gives? First, the question, should Ben start if he is cleared? Believe it or not, there is actually a debate about this going on in Pittsburgh. Some say the 38-year-old Roethlisberger should rest. It could be his bye week. I say, phooey! And so do these smart Steelers analysts. To wit, on Twitter, quote, if Ben can play Sunday, he'll race out of that tunnel after having stared down the risk of COVID and throw for 500 yards like a real-life Rambo. That's from your caustic Steelers radio host, Mark Madden. Or this from Colin Dunlap, his radio rival. Quote, 
Who are we kidding here? Ben thrives off this stuff. He's going to limp out there, throw for 450 and five TDs, and tell everyone post-game how his knee almost fell off. He fended off COVID with some home remedy, and his elbow still hurts. But he got the W, unquote. Hey, this isn't just so much Big Ben bravado. There is evidence that if Big Ben can go, he goes, and he will go strong. The Pittsburgh Post-Gazette makes the convincing evidence-based argument right here. Quote, Sunday is the five-year anniversary of one of Ben Roethlisberger's most memorable games at Heinz Field. On November 15, 2015, Roethlisberger threw for 379 yards and three touchdowns in a 30-9 victory against the Cleveland Browns. What made this game rare was that he came off the bench to do it in relief of Landry Jones. Roethlisberger had limited practice reps throughout the week as he nursed a midfoot sprain back to health after having gotten injured in the previous game. But when Jones injured his ankle on the second series of the game and could not continue, Roethlisberger entered to the roar of a sellout crowd, and by game's end, all he did was complete 23 of 33 passes and finished with a quarterback rating of 123.2, unquote. Hey, that is enough for me. Ben does live for this stuff and bet on Ben to start Sunday versus the Bengals. Now, the bigger question here is whether he and the Steelers' O can get it going in the first half, especially with Roethlisberger quarantining all week. This stat alone says it all. Big Ben's first quarter passer rating is 76.6, low. His fourth quarter rating is 121.8. That needs to change if the Steelers are to stop flirting with losses. As it is, Steelers Nation is currently on cardiac medication after their 8-0 team has looked anything but perfect for two weeks in a row. First, it was that ugly yet jubilant win in Charm City over the Ravens. The Steelers' lack of a running defense and its offensive ineptitude for the entire first half were written off after the Steelers snuck out of town with a win. But a near collapse to the Cowboys has quieted the Super Bowl songs ringing out in Steelers Nation. In fact, Pittsburgh has awoken, hungover, and bleary-eyed to the Steelers' great and many problems that are now clear as day. What are they? Let us count the problems. The kicking game is in full collapse. Big Ben is starting on two wobbly knees, both of which were injured in Dallas. The defense is bending more and more, especially against the run. Meanwhile, James Conner in the running game all but disappeared Sunday versus the Cowboys. To top it all, we got the whole issue with Vance McDonald and the COVID list and five other players, including Big Ben in quarantine. It's all putting Pittsburgh on pins and needles as we welcome Joe Burrow and the better-than-advertised Bengals to Heinz Field on Sunday. Nervous yet? Hey, if not, read on. Mike Tomlin tells all of us we should never live in our fears, but that seems to be the new address for this team and its fretting fan base. Pittsburgh sports radio host Mark Madden boiled down the Steel City's football frets this way. Quote, even at 8-0, I just do not trust the Steelers. And I certainly do not trust Mike Tomlin, unquote. My own sentiment is this. 
The Steelers have a perfect record, but this is far from a perfect team. In fact, there could be fatal flaws hidden beneath that 8-0 veneer. Where to begin to worry? Well, pick your pigskin poison, Pittsburgh. Me, I'm going to start with Coach Mike Tomlin living in his own fears when it comes to the Steelers' kicking game. Here's how Mark Caboli with The Athletic describes Tomlin's growing anxiety with the Steelers' special teams. Quote, Tomlin said he decided to go for it on fourth and less than one deep in Dallas territory with 40 seconds remaining because he was concerned Tyrone Crawford would block Chris Boswell's 32-yard field goal try because, well, he blocked a 33-yard extra point earlier in the game and came close on a couple of others. Had Boswell made the field goal, it would have given the Steelers an eight-point lead, ensuring that the worst thing that could happen was the Cowboys could force an overtime. But the threat of a 290-pound defensive tackle hopping somewhat illegally over Cam Kennedy and either guard J.C. Hassenhauer or Kevin Dotson was too great, unquote. Even the great Mike Tomlin elaborated on his myriad fears concerning this issue. Quote, man, we have struggled so much with our field goal group early in the game that I just didn't feel good about it. They were beating us to the punch pretty much the better part of the day in special teams. We missed the extra point, had a blocked field goal attempt. We skied a kick trying to pin them down into territory and they flipped the field on us. With a big kickoff return, I just have a sense of seeing enough dominance in the special teams, unquote. Still, the Steelers could have and almost did lose the game anyway by playing in their fears. Once again, here's Mark Caboli capping all the problems right here. Quote, sure, it turned out well for the Steelers as they were able to hold on for the 24-19 win to remain undefeated. But the Cowboys had a couple of shots at the end of the game that would have won it for them. Tomlin lived in his fears, and the Steelers almost died by it, unquote. Good stuff from Mark Caboli. And here's another worry. The Steelers' offense doesn't seem to know it's okay to perform in the first half. And here is some more Prozac-inducing prose from Mark Caboli and The Athletic. Quote, the Steelers got off to another slow offensive start, just like the Ravens game, only to roar back in the second half, just like against the Ravens. The catalyst for the comebacks, the Steelers allowed Roethlisberger to go to his five-wide look. Against the Cowboys, the Steelers ran the ball only once with the receiver, no less, over a span of 37 plays starting late in the second quarter and ending late in the fourth quarter as Roethlisberger tossed it around the field to lead the Steelers to victory. When the Steelers spread it out and made the defense declare, they scored on three of their five second-half possessions and were turned away inside their own 20 on another one, unquote. Now, Mark Caboli is willing to give the coaching staff credit for making adjustments, but he also asked the question, why did it take so long to recognize what's going on? Those are good questions. Mine is, can this really work every week? Can they abandon the run to such an extent, leaving James Conner a virtual afterthought in that Cowboys second half? I don't know, and it worries me. And of course, I'm worrying about other things too. The defense got crossed up again. 
After the Ravens ran all over them, the Steelers went heavy against the Cowboys and Zeke Elliott to stop the run. But with the big guys on the field, the Cowboys cut their receivers loose with Bud Dupree, T.J. Watt, or Robert Spillane in coverage opposite wide receivers, as once again Mark Caboli notes. The result? The Cowboys quarterback signed off the Cleveland practice squad was making big plays again and again with his arm. This is another worry. And meanwhile, the Steelers are still giving up long runs. And the long runs cannot continue if the Steelers want to sniff a seventh Lombardi this season. Finally, we're going to cap it off with some more from Mark Aboli and his litany of Steelers laments. Quote, with three more runs of 14 yards or longer allowed against the Cowboys, the Steelers have now given up 10 runs of 14 yards or longer over the past 14 quarters. And ironically, or not so much, it dates to the fact when Devin Bush, their star middle linebacker, went out with a season-ending injury against the Browns. All of last year, the Steelers allowed 13 runs of 14 yards or longer. So you can tell something is out of whack, according to Mark Caboli. Out of whack, yes. And right now they're trying to fine-tune this defense. But in doing so, they're playing whack-a-mole to either stop the pass or prevent the run. Right now, they're not having convincing success doing either. Adding, of course, to these on-field worries is the health concerns off of it. What are we to make of Roethlisberger's ability, COVID quarantine, and those injured knees? Those injured knees actually took him out of the game near the end of the first half against the Cowboys, but he came trotting out of that tunnel and pulled out the game. But with not practicing all week, is he can do it again against the Cincy Bengals? The answer is right now. These perfect record stealers that are far from perfect, I don't know. I don't know about Ben's knees. I don't know about the COVID quarantine and how that's going to affect him, especially in the first half as he tries to get the offense started early. And right now, I am weak in the knees, worried about the great and the many problems, all with the power to short-circuit the Steelers this week versus Cincy and in even bigger games to come. It's a little worrying, and we're living in our fears, and... We just got to see more from this team. We got to see more on offense and we got to see more on defense. And it starts at Heinz Field on Sunday against the Cincinnati Bengals. We'll be there and we'll be reporting it back here every Wednesday. The good, the bad, and the ugly with your 2020 Pittsburgh Steelers. And that is your Steelers Update podcast for now. Download the audio and sign up and get them automatically every Wednesday. And of course, Log on to Penn Live anytime for your real time Steelers news. <laughs>